the voice was so inimitable and so clearly new, and it just leapt out at me, and I took everything he sent and everything he sent subsequently. And it's happened, you know, several times over the years that there have been people like that where you you realize that something is really sparking fresh. It's really, it's really new. And uh, those are definitely the most exciting times for Don Sher and I. He's the senior editor at Poetry, and he and I uh, discuss everything as we're going through the process. So it, it sounds like what you love the most is a singular voice, a, a poet who doesn't sound like anyone else. I think so. I think you, know, you can make too much of originality. I think, I think it's possible to accomplish great and durable things in conventional voices. So it's not necessarily a style or a voice that's so exciting. That, that is sort of an obvious excitement, but it's, it's some sort of emotional or intellectual freshness that comes to you, and it can come to you in different ways. Hmm. Now, I think a lot of people see a fundamental tension in sort of two poles of poetry. On one side, they're very accessible poems that uh, that pretty much everyone can get, um, but perhaps not too sophisticated. And on the other side, the incredibly complex, difficult poems that perhaps only other poets really uh, appreciate. Uh, do, you, do you see that as the fundamental tension in the world of poetry? I guess I have different answers to it. I'm, in, in a way, yes, that, that poll does exist. Some kinds of poetry are quite difficult, and I think you would need to be a specialist to read them. There's no doubt. And then there's this whole other kind that's quite accessible, like Billy Collins, but the bandwidth in between those polls is so wide there's all kinds of things in there. For instance, Robert Frost, I would put somewhere directly in the middle. Mm-hmm. He's someone who's, I think, accessible to a lot of people, but then there's all kinds of complexity within that clarity. So you, the more you look, the more you find in those poems. So which way does your own aesthetic tilt? I, I do lean toward poems that are uh, accessible to general readers. I want people who are not specialists in poetry to, to be able to read Poetry Magazine. If we have something in there that, that I think is particularly difficult or innovative, we will often try to find some way of giving people an entrance into it. So we, sometimes we do a Q&A with the author afterwards or something like that. Mm-hmm. How many new poems would you say you read every week? Poems that come into your magazine? More than you would want to read. <laughs> well, I've heard that there's there something like 90,000 poems that are submitted to, to Poetry Magazine every year. Is that more, right? More. More. It's gone up. Yeah, it's, it's gone up. We, now that we're taking online submissions, you know, we get them from all around the world, and we think it's up to about 110. We haven't done an official count, but it's, but there's, but yeah, it's about 110,000. Wow. Do you ever get into arguments about whether a poem is good or not? We definitely disagree, but... I wouldn't say they're arguments. Fierce disagreements or gentle disagreements. <laughs> they're gentle disagree, gentle disagreements. Well, I guess it raises the question of whether poetry is a genteel world or whether it can actually get kind of rough and tumble. Oh my God! You know, I mean, Robert Frost once said, uh, in answer to that question, that you know, if poetry was a means of relaxation or something, he said poetry is a means of taking life by the throat. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, man, a life in poetry is a very difficult thing. Very difficult, not only because uh, the technique is so dif- so difficult, so arduous to master and requires so many years, but because there's no reward for so long, and maybe never. And that's why I see part of our role at the magazine as 
reaching into the lives of poets out there who, who are experiencing that kind of loneliness that I, I know about and uh, bolstering them a bit as best we can. Well, your magazine has, uh, has quite a history. You know, I wonder, are you ever haunted by the ghosts of, of Ezra Pound and Marion Moore and William Carlos Williams or the magazine's founder, Harriet Monroe, who, who published all those great early modernist poets, or even Ruth Lilly, who gave your foundation $200 million 10 years ago? Do, do you feel pressure to live up to the history of Poetry Magazine? I do. I do. When I, when I first took on the magazine, I didn't. Maybe it was brash or something, but I, I didn't... Uh... I didn't feel the history as much as I do now. And it may be that Don and I have just put together this centennial anthology, which is coming out in October. It's called The Open Door, 100 Poems and 100 Years of Poetry Magazine. And so we read through the entire archives, some 30,000, 40,000 poems.